supposed to want me get this stuff with my dad. He's okay. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it is. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Get your asses out tomorrow and vote! I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, a dimly lit room deep in the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today... Midweek, hump day, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, some New York congressional race I've never heard of. Now, you know, my position is individual races around the country do not have national implications. I think the media always way overblows that and makes way too big of it. But this chick who beat this incumbent Democrat in New York... I don't know. Is this is this the direction the left is going? Because she is something. Yeah, and, yeah. She's a big Bernie supporter. And, was a big Bernie well, supporter. That's, yeah, that, that's fine. But yeah. she's she's way out there. Yep. And we'll be talking about that yep. later. And I don't know if it's an indication of anything. It might just be an indication of what they want there in New York. Yep. But anyway, we'll be talking about everybody in politics is going to be talking about that. So what's her name? Do you have it in front of you? She's a. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'd never heard of this guy before. So the guy that she beat was in line to take Nancy Pelosi's place. Big deal. Right. Fourth in line in power with the Democrats. Lost in a primary to another Democrat. Um, so he's not going to be the next Nancy Pelosi. He's not even going to get continue to be a congressman. Correct. But he l- loses to this woman, who I heard on NPR interviewed this morning, and she was asked the question, this whole incivility movement, this screaming at people at a restaurant so that they can't eat, is that going too far? And she said, no. I don't think so at all. <laughs> so so that's where we are. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. And again, I don't I don't know if that means anything for the nation or just that one district in New York, but that uh that's something. Uh, it's a, it's the uh, biggest upset of uh this uh, primary season so oh, oh, far. Oh, no, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh hmm, man, maybe we're going to get more screaming. I hope it doesn't turn into violence, but yeah, that's it, usually where it goes. Representative Joe Crowley of New York, fourth yeah. most powerful Democrat in the uh, in the house, upset by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Continuing the uh, the trend in American politics of you have more to worry about from the the, the extremes of your own party right. than you do the other party. Right. And, uh, wow, well, we'll be talking more about that later. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? Uh, pretty good. Um, you know, I grew up and I watched as a little kid, Mr. Rogers, and there's a documentary out right now called Would You Be My Neighbor? I've heard and about I, that. Yeah, and the reviews have been pretty good, and uh-huh. I might go check it out. 
So is it about uh, Fred Rogers and his life or the show or neighborhoods or From what I garbage collection? What's it about? <laughs> his life and how they produced the show and people mm. that worked yep. with him. And I guess he was a really good man. And so It's all propaganda for just everybody be nice. And I'm not <laughs> <See>? buying it. <laughs> yeah, I, um, that show got mocked a lot you know, yeah. through the years. But as a little kid, it was, so, it was very comforting. And I get a warm feeling just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? I don't think you could do that show today because it's so, it was so simplistic with puppets and stuff. I think just because kids, you know, want to be entertained, you know, they got their smartphones and stuff, so. You know, Michael, the past produced Shakespeare. Perhaps you've heard of him, too. Huh? Shakespeare. Still relevant today. Mr. Rogers, the Shakespeare of children's TV. I should have introduced that to my kids when they were younger. I think they're too old for it now. They've done studies where they show kids even just old version of Mr. Rogers, and they all just take to it like a duck in water. Yeah, maybe I'll try with my youngest, see if he would like Mr. Rogers. Um, there is a positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I am uh, I am rarely at the tip of the spear when it comes to the technological movements. I don't like to be the beta testers on products when they get first released. As such, I've been several generations behind on my smartphone. And so I went and upgraded my phone to a something that is now, at this point, two generations old. But I'm still like, hey, have you guys seen how good phones are getting? <laughs> huh? You see this? What'd, they you, got the, what'd you get? I went. I, I jumped from the 5 to the 7, so yeah. I leapfrogged yeah. the 6. But I have I'm, the 7 myself. Yeah, I went with the 7 Plus, and I've, it's the biggest screen of a phone I've ever had. Good Lord, that's huge. Um, where are you going to keep that? I have no idea. You're going to put it in the front of your pants? I, I mean, gotta where are you going to keep that thing? i got to get a briefcase, I guess. <laughs> well, it looks like a serving tray. You can bring out chips right. and dip on it. I mean, I don't have anything else in my briefcase case so i suppose there's plenty of room for my phone that you one's have big, no briefs that one's big enough for the uh the griddle app that i'm hoping for where you can fry an egg <laughs> yeah, on there no i would use that in my apartment absolutely <laughs> um but uh the other thing that i got upgraded on was the airpods the the cordless mm, headphones right yeah and i am instantly in love with oh these really things. now see i instantly haven't, i haven't taken that because the seven doesn't have the headphone jack correct and, and so that was the biggest thing for me because you can have the headphones but it requires an adapter to right. plug it in the same place that you charge your phone and you like the AirPods. I might have to buy some. I, I'm, yes. We're going to be talking about distracted driving later today, and that would help with my phone yeah. calls as I hold it to my ear and, and have trouble driving as I glance <laughs> around for highway patrolmen. So I'll have more on phones <laughs> that release. Probably glancing uh, more than the ears that's uh, the holding the phone that's dangerous. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every single day. How are you, Marshall? i got to confess, I'm nervous. I've been carbo-loading this week. A lot of pastas. We're running out of time for me to do ten push-ups in a row. A lot of pasta. I'm hoping for a big finish. I'm going back and right. forth, feeling strong like bull, and then feeling kind of iffy. Weak like child. It could yeah. be a glycogen crash from all the carb loading you're doing I gotta, does that work glycogen i got i got i got to tell you by the way trollers it does not help to text or email me video of your 80 year old relatives <laughs> or friends cranking out push-ups like there's no tomorrow you don't find that inspirational not at all it makes me feel depressed and weak wow yeah yeah wow, exactly and you're sad. you're one in a million uncle who can do 50 push-ups yeah. what's that got to do with regular people i must have got 15 is... or 20 of those in the last month or so i'm hearing a lot of defeatism here but I'm so your goal a lot of giving up your goal if nobody knows is, is to do 10 push-ups yeah. in a row you set that goal about a year and a half ago you yeah. ended up in the hospital briefly yes i did double hernia <laughs> and that is yeah. not a joke yep. that is not oh no that is not no. an attempt to humor or or an exaggeration he ended up in the hospital because he was trying to do 10 push-ups yeah. in a row but he bounced back that's the key yes. yes i mean that's that's the plot twist you need it to be aware of kill him and he, well, he came back <laughs> and he began carrying a board around yes to train yes. chasing a chicken chasing a chicken chaser <laughs> yes. trying to get his speed up yeah 
So, Doing uh, jumping jacks and uh, everything else, you know, so lifting looking, my legs high in the air when I walk and run. <laughs> you know? I've seen you walking to the drinking fountain with your yeah. knees going yes, way up high. Yes, there you go. yes. So uh, we're looking forward to that any day now. Uh-huh. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Wednesday, June the 27th, year 2018? Setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, gee, let's begin the show now, officially, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. Sometimes you have to toot your own horn because nobody else is going to do it. There you go. Sometimes? <laughs> Just occasionally? Yeah, right. Every once in a while that happens. Hey, he hates to drop the mask of modesty. But, uh, yeah. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, a judge orders up a timeline to put families of illegals back together. You've got only this many days left. Tell them the federal government. we got more Trump administration members heckled and harassed. And the cheapest dates to fly this summer. Stories coming up. And this Alexandria woman who uh, who defeated an incumbent, biggest upset of the political season, um, does it mean anything? I'm, I'm the one who always says these things don't mean anything for the nation, but we'll see. Uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It's, it's fine. The question of civility and incivility is on people's minds. Somebody running on uh, universal health care, free college for everyone, and more screaming at people in restaurants. Yes. Won an election. Beautiful. Super. So we'll discuss all that. So hope you can stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The late night funny men teamed together to make a video, something about Trump, with Conan, Colbert, and Jimmy Fallon. We'll play some of that a little bit later. I don't know what the tenor of it is. I've got to remind myself of what Trump said to Fallon. That's right. He was a coward. and Okay. I don't know. Is that this the about humanizing thing? Has this got anything to do with that? Yeah, he went in more on he he went beyond Fallon and started talking about the other hosts okay. in, a, in a rally last so time. Was, uh, so yeah. was, oh, this was just the uh, hey, did you have you oh, heard okay. yeah, one of those sort of okay, things? Okay, so we'll have to play Trump talking about it at the rally and then their response. Okay, I like it. I haven't even heard it, but it's smart by the fellows because it'll leg uh, Trump on. I think you know, as as we know, he he stops and chucks rocks at every dog who barks, in opposition to Churchill's famous quote, mailbag. Winston Churchill, for the millennials in the audience. I kid. Hi, guys. Greg from Yuba City. You already have a regional show. That's a city in Northern California. When people ask why I'm a listener, I will reference yesterday's show. Where else can you get meals of desperation, followed by that, including our favorite heating can of beanie weenies or whatever, big pork and beans, on the stove than using an oven mitt to pour it directly into one's mouth. <laughs> the bachelor meal, if you will. Uh, anyway, uh, where else can you get meals of desperation followed by a discussion of the geopolitical aspirations of the Chinese government? Only at A&G can you find these wide-ranging topics of conversation and impact, plus the, occasionally, uh, the occasional meaningless coffee survey. You're sure to leap past number 24 to number 23 soon based on yesterday's show alone. Well done. That's a reference to our standing in Talkers Magazine, mm-hmm. 24th most important talk radio show in America. 
K-M-I-U-A-K-I-T. Keep mixing it up and keeping it real. You got it, Greg. Thanks for the note. Our topic is Maxine Waters and Friedrich Nietzsche. The recent Maxine Waters summoning of the flying monkeys is making me act out in ways I hate. I see, acting like a witch, I think. Is, is that what that expression means? I think so. Name, oh, it's making me act out in ways I hate, namely quoting Nietzsche, who I have managed to avoid for 45 years. How did I lose my cool, you ask? Slowly at first, then all at once. Just this morning. <laughs> Our favorite expression. Uh, to would-be shame stormtroopers, quote, Beware that when fighting monsters, you do not yourself become a monster. Mm. So, um, Takes I, one to no one. I think this screaming at the Huckabee woman in the restaurant, then chasing her across town, and then the reaction to it is the most important thing happening in, a, in the country. I really do. It could be. It could be. The American capacity to forget something huge and move on 48 hours later is uh, enormous and uh, knows no bounds. So whether this will have a lasting effect, I don't know, but well, it, doesn't, it might. It, it doesn't have to be that this incident is it. It's this the fact that it happened and people are reacting the way they are. That's mm. not going away. Um, that's not a news story. That's in our culture now. And I think it's the most important thing in America right now. Interesting. It is absolutely going to lead to violence. Rob goes on. The degree of prejudice and tolerance and discrimination being called for by Maxine Waters is a jaw is jaw dropping in far in excess of anything I ever saw from the supposed adversaries. Too late for advice, though. Soft heads seem to be protected by an oily substance that repels classic German philosophers, but can still be penetrated by '30s style German mob rules. That's right, my friends. I'm playing the Nazi card. Nazi oh. Germany. Oh, Rob, you're better than that. Well, I got a montage of celebrities playing the Nazi card on uh, various cable news channels. Oh, beautiful. Coming up. Beautiful. That, uh, that, that shows you, you know, how you end up with the, with the screaming at the restaurant thing. Um, as Tucker Carlson pointed out on his Fox show last night, once you've settled on the fact that your opponents are Nazis, well, then yes, any sort of resistance is okay. Correct. Any restraint on your part, any not becoming a monster on your part is no longer a call for you. You don't have to worry about that. It's very liberating to name your opponents as Nazis. Let's see. Moving along, Matt writes, uh, I can't remember if this came up during all of the Red Hen coverage. Did we discuss VP Joe Biden being kicked out of a bakery by a conservative baker in 2012? I have no memory of that. Can somebody Google that? I don't. I don't remember that. I, you know, I'm pretty conservative on some stuff, but not all stuff. But I wouldn't kick Joe Biden out. He's a nice old fella. Well, I don't think anybody should be kicked out of anywhere based on their political views. More importantly, did we discuss the conservative establishment and media celebrating said Baker? Paul Ryan brought the guy on stage at a campaign rally to celebrate him. Okay, I need to know more. Than I'm in the those. camp of shut up and do your job, but this righteous indignation for Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, Sanders seems a little hypocritical in light of that event. So, um, in, yeah, in 2012, owner of a cookie shop turned down the opportunity to serve uh, VP Joe Biden. Uh, the right embraced him as their small business hero, according to this New York Daily News article. Wouldn't give him a cookie? Is that the... <laughs> no cookie for you. He made the decision because of conviction and principle. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't right. agree with that. Well, uh, yeah, shut up and do your job. Moving along. Uh, you may recall uh, Patricia, who is job hunting in Portlandia, 
and mentioned that uh, part of the online application process, you were supposed to disclose your marital status, and the choice was uh, choices were uh, unspecified, annulled, common law, divorced, domestic partner, interlocutory, legally separated, living together, married, registered domestic partner, separated, single, unknown, unmarried, widowed, all other. Good Lord. Why do they even want that information? Why did Why do they care whether or not you're divorced or annulled? I, I can't. <laughs> other or unspecified. Honey, I can't decide whether to put down other or unspecified. How about interlocutory? How about married, yes or no? Or who the hell cares? What, what are you asking I for? I don't know why you ask in the first place. And um, and, and, and then she said you had to uh, list uh, your uh, your gender. And I asked what were the choices. She sent them along this morning. Unspecified. Identifies as male. Identifies as female. Transgender male. Trans man. Transgender female. Trans woman. Gender queer. Neither exclusively male nor female. Other or choose not to disclose. I don't know what some of those are. So, <clears throat> well, there are like 57 of them, right? And, and counting. On Facebook, at, at one point, yeah. Facebook, I think, has 57 different choices. Yes. Yeah. So, again, Google the term or the uh, phrase, the narcissism of small distinctions. I had my first... And understand what's wrong with your brain. I had my first run-in at a general gender-neutral restroom. We'll have to talk about that. I haven't talked about that on the... A run-in? Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, well I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. On the topic of the Supreme Court abortion ruling... Alvin in Berkeley writes, Dear Joe and Jack, I thought about the Supreme Court ruling in the uh, the case where the issue was that a crisis pregnancy clinic should have signs in the clinic giving information about abortion services. These are specifically pro-life, religious-affiliated crisis centers. I wonder if those people would suggest that priests, pastors, rabbis, justices of the peace, and interweb marriers should post signs saying, there are sex workers who can take care of your sexual needs. You don't have to do this. There are alternatives. Think again. That'd be funny. Your minister, Judy, and I went to premarital counseling, the minister who married us. It'd be funny if he'd said, now look, you could just date. You could uh, utilize sex workers. You could... uh I don't know. You could become celibate. Uh, you can masturbate a lot. There are all sorts of, you know, you don't have to do this. <laughs> uh, how much time do we have? Yeah, we have time for this. This is great. This is uh, a good follow-up to the Portlandia stuff. Uh, Josh in Denver writes, uh, aside from the cultural appropriation, uh, 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 well, I'll, I'll, he point, it's a cultural appropriation thing. And he points out, aside from this nonsense, the idea that indigenous people are so weak they need white people to give them a voice is insulting to them, et cetera, et cetera. It's a sign at a shop, a clothing shop, it looks like. Dear white allies, all shirts with indigenous designs were created for indigenous peoples and people of color to wear. So, in other words, no white people allowed to buy the shirts. Before you purchase, ask yourself, does this belong to me? Appreciation for another culture does not grant permission to take, consume, or repurpose marginalized cultures. Indigenous cultures <clears throat> continue to experience colonialism, cultural genocide, and land theft, etc., etc. Ask yourself, what have I done lately for indigenous people? How have I used my privilege to help uncover the voices of indigenous people in my community? Wow. No wow. buying the shirts. Wow. Thank you for not culturally appropriating. Congratulations on having time to think about this stuff. Wow. You people are cuckoo nuts. Wow.
Wow, that is something. Uh, haven't all the designs probably been used up then? <laughs> Circles and squares and triangles and this and sort of stuff. Couldn't have anything. If we come up with squiggly lines, you can't wear them. <laughs> Marshall's News on the way. We'll get into all this on the Armstrong and Getty Show. sent this along. It's the cover of a new uh, children's book, a little golden book like uh, we have for our kids. Maybe you read as a kid, too. You know, all the all the classics. This one is Everyone I Don't Like is Hitler, uh-huh. a child's guide to <laughs> online political discussion. Right. And it's got a picture of Hitler. I'm not in, a fan of Hitler. It's got a, a picture of Hitler in pajamas riding a sleigh for some reason. Right, yeah. We've had people send us uh, that before. It's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Beautiful. Hey, I, I'm telling you, not Hitler, but Stalin, uh, the... the, the uh, the communist lady who beat the fourth-ranking Democrat in New York, this Joseph Crowley, once seen as a possible successor to Nancy Pelosi, he was the head of his area's Democrat party, got primaried by a 28-year-old Bernie Sanders-loving uh, borderline communist. Unbelievable. She's a, she's a uh, guaranteed jobs. He's leading with this story yeah. in his news. It's so well, uh, well yeah. worth Marshall discussing <laughs> in the news. As Joe was saying, he got a top congressional Democrat losing his seat in Tuesday's primaries, forcing Democrats to confront divisions in their party as they march toward the November midterm elections. Before you get any further than that, how do we feel about this trend in politics? You know, everybody's unhappy with government. See Donald Trump, see 16% approval rating. Right. So change is good, but is the uh, is the change we're looking for the more extremes of each party beating the incumbents? Is that probably a good thing? Married with some populist nonsense at times? Um, <clears throat> not so much. Not in my opinion, but that's what we're getting. Yeah, on both sides. Right. Yeah, the, the, the absolute principle-free, phony Republican Party is obviously gasping in some ways. Yeah, your biggest right. threat is somebody <clears throat> to further to your right as a Republican or left as a Democrat. That's who you're worried about. Yeah. And, and the Democrat Party is obviously in a similar uh, state. Liberal activist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez upset the New York representative Joe Crowley, who'd been considered a possible replacement down the line for leader Nancy Pelosi. Ocasio-Cortez telling supporters at her victory party. This is a beginning, because the message that we sent the world tonight is that it's not okay to put donors before your community. we sent tonight is that is that improved and expanded Medicare for all, health care for every single person in America is what we deserve as a nation. Health care for everyone. Yep. Oh, and jobs for everyone and college for everyone. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. And to me, more importantly, uh, when asked on NPR this morning, was screaming at the Huckabee Sanders crowd at the restaurant going too far? She said no. And then hounding them across the street, even so, after Sarah herself right. left. And wow, okay, but great. I need to be consistent, and I'm not going to claim that this means anything for national politics. One race in New York, you never, you never know what the it's issues a referendum on Trump, Jack. I'm not going to be saddled with what you know Roy Moore supporters think, being 2,500 <laughs> miles away. So I don't think anybody should be saddled with what she thinks. 
I, I know nothing about her politics and policies, but I love everything about this story. In, in November of last year, she was a bartender. Yeah. She didn't make a blog. She wasn't chasing favorites, likes, or retweets. She went out and got signatures and votes. She's participating in the process. No, I and, like that, too. If she, oh, doesn't, yeah. if she doesn't, if she's not successful, her ideas don't win the day, hey, I appreciate her, her stepping into the arena. In I general, think, yes. in general, an outsider coming in and knocking off the next person in line to be the speaker on either side, I gotta be for that. Sure. Well, and I like what she said about putting her community before the donors. On the other hand, another aspect of this, oh, just a, a counterbalance to Sean's uh, uh, breathless take there. Keep in mind that the <laughs> turnout was probably about 11% in the district, and she did a better job of, of turning out her communists than the old man turned out his uh, more moderate people. But anyway, uh, the other aspect of this to love is that Trump has uh, made it about him. Which is, well, Trump trumped. Uh, Trumpity Trump Trump. Wow, Wow, he tweeted, Big Trump hater Congressman Joe Crowley lost who many expected to take uh, Nancy Pelosi's place just lost his primary election. In other words, he's out. Yeah, we know. This is a big one that nobody saw happening. Perhaps he should have been nicer and more respectful to his president. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's right. Trump's analysis. All right, another note. Federal judge yeah, said that, that's why the guy lost. Right. You know, should have been you, more pro Trump. You, you, you yeah. just heard her speaking in her crowd. That's right. it. That, that's because he was too nice to Trump. <laughs> Federal or judge. too mean to Trump. That's why he lost. Right. Federal judge in San Diego ordering the government to reunite migrant children and parents who were separated at the border within 30 days. If the children are younger than five, they've got to be reunited within 14 days of the order. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's saying, um, we don't know how to do that. Yeah. Which, you know, says something. But yep. we'll see. Hey, and speaking of uh, immigration, the analysis of this uh, Ocasio-Cortez race is so interesting to me. Um, she was obviously getting momentum, and old man Crowley had to heat up his own rhetoric. Um, he began calling INS and uh, ICE fascist organizations in an attempt to get the radicals on his side, but uh, stopped short of saying it should be dissolved, like she was saying. We should dissolve ICE. There you go. Just disband it. A winning platform, eh? Wouldn't it be melt ice? Shouldn't that be the thing? Let's melt ice. That's a good one. Or we could crack it. Put it in cocktail glasses. (laughs) One last note. Jerry Seinfeld says ABC's firing of Roseanne Barr was overkill. The network fired Roseanne and canceled her hit show after she tweeted that racist slur against a former Obama official. She denies it was racist. She says she's ignorant. She's not a racist. Anyway, Seinfeld says... The move was unnecessary because Barr was sabotaging herself. As he put it, you don't need to murder someone who's committing suicide. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. Um, what? Huh? We, um... That's not an eagle. Um, can anybody turn that off? There we go. Um, we, we missed a story last year that we need to bring you up to speed on. Here's the headline. From last year. Headline indeed. Oregon man carries mother's severed head into grocery store. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the guy was sentenced yesterday. Somehow he missed the original crime. Yikes. Uh, hey, Oregon, way to go, Florida. Um, quite a story. It's it's grim, but uh, we'll bring it to you at some point. Yeah. How did that not get more national attention? Holy S. Maybe because it's icky. 
It's icky, but I mean, super it, gross. You're walking along and you see that headline in the newspaper, don't you? Double thinking, yes. I need a few more details yeah. in this story. Imagine a trip to the, that grocery store. Holy cow! Uh, and other stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is crazy, guys. I read of a minor league baseball team in Pennsylvania selling a hot dog wrapped in cotton candy topped with nerds. Look at this thing. Yeah, and instead of condiments, every one of those comes with a cry for help. Really? Yeah. That's I'll take two, please. I don't want to be too hip for the room, but uh, is that is that over, that whole look at this crazy concoction that they've put together to get attention? Stunt food. And then we'd say, does that come with a defibrillator or a scale or right. a hospital bed? Oh, whatever. my God. It's, <laughs> Who would eat that? Well, nobody it's, would. It's ham. It's a ham sandwich, uh, and the bread is two slabs of beef. Amazing. Wrapped in a donut. Wrapped in a donut. Who would eat that? Well, nobody would. And the condiment is is maple syrup. Oh my God! Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Well, we're the conscience of the nation. If we're over it, the nation is over it. Scientists got together and decided humans are alone in the universe. I've got that story coming up. They're wrong, Jack. The They're leading wrong. scientists have determined that. The leading scientists. Yes. <laughs> what are they leading? All right. So I got this note. A little bonus ma- mailbag from Eileen. Uh, you are wrong about Roseanne's tweet not being racist. Okay. Uh, I made the case yesterday that it was racially insensitive and stupid, but that Roseanne Barr herself is clearly not a racist, and that it was uh, well, it was it was stupid. And she just uh, she didn't know what she was talking about. It I was, was ignorant. Uh, I've always been confused by this because there are racists that, in the classic sense, I mean, they they exist. They they have groups and that sort of stuff. That one race is superior to another, or one race is inferior to another. Right. Or that blood shouldn't be mixed together, or certain races shouldn't hold power, that sort of thing. Right. Or segregationists of various stripes, right. But is making racially insensitive jokes or comments racist? No, it's absolutely not, which is my ultimate point. It's but anyway, mean? Getting back to uh, Eileen's note, or, or stupid and ignorant. I'm not saying it's good. It's just not necessarily racist. Uh, I watched that train wreck unfold in real time as I was on Twitter when she tweeted it, and the reaction slash backlash was immediate and explosive. Roseanne didn't say anything about I didn't know she was black until an hour into frantically apologizing, only after her supporters suggested it. She would have led with that if it were true. Hours later, she moved on to I was referring to the plot of the Planet of the Apes, also initiated by her fans, also unbelievable. All tweets have since been deleted, but I remember. I do agree with you that she's probably not a racist. You can't know her heart. But as Jack pointed out, that's her second black woman slash ape tweet. Um, Which the first makes one you being, not very good at reading the room. Well, yeah, she made least. reference to Susan Rice, was it? Uh, yes. Former Obama she had national big security. swinging ape testicles. Right. Only right. she used the harsh. They are term. effing racist tweets, writes Eileen. You know, I I don't, this is not a provable proposition. I respectfully disagree with you. My objection to this stuff, Eileen, is not 
that I like racially insensitive tweets. It's the same problem that we have around here about calling patting a woman on the butt without her permission a sexual assault and calling forcible rape a sexual assault. In the human psyche, those things start to average out in people's minds. So if they hear sexual assault, they think, okay, and they have just a vague notion of what it means, and it's probably somewhere in the middle. If you call everything racist, that which is actually racist starts to not sound so bad because everything's called racist all the time. That's my objection to the overuse of the term. But I appreciate your note, Eileen. It's it's well put together. So I, unlike you, do not feel the need to come to Roseanne Barr's defense. I'm not. But. I'm I'm filing a friend of the court brief, Jack. But. um, So what do you call it if it's not racist? What do you call it? Racially insensitive. Okay. Stupid. And do you do you, do you get the, do you lose your job and all that sort of stuff over it? But uh, I guess it depends. You know, I my sympathy is with ABC on this. It's ABC, right? Um, if there's going to be such an uproar, it hurts business. Well, you they know fired what? her in like twenty minutes. Well, right, right. The number one show in the country. Yeah, I know. They just figured this is bad for business and candor. I have no problem with that. It's. It's a shame, although, you know, she's in the public eye, and, and the tweets were incredibly ill-advised. I mean, and that's the gentlest terms I can come up with. So, yeah, I think it's all a damn shame, but I'm not surprised she got canned. I don't know. I I'm, think it's... I, I think the trend, I, I, I sense your discomfort. The whole, if I don't like what you said, you must be fired. It's like the two guys making dongle jokes at the tech conference. And then the gal who tweeted about them. Everybody's got to get fired. Everybody's got to get ruined. Everybody's got to be dragged into the public square and put in the the stocks. Yes, Sean? I think the tweet can be racist and not have Roseanne be a racist as well. People are saying that is a racist tweet. And then... Not necessarily making the connection, or other people are assuming that they're saying that that oh, the only way a racist tweet exists is if it comes from a racist person. Here's my my thing: is that it really has nothing to do with the racist part or the 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 sexist part with the hashtag Me Too. Is there a way we could do this without the shows going away? For instance, I'd like to watch the Roseanne show. I think it was a good show. I think a lot of people liked it. Does it have to go away because she did that? Is there any way to like to? She doesn't get her money, but she keeps doing the show or anything like that. Similar to Charlie Rose. I wish Charlie Rose was still on the air and interviewing all the newsmakers of the day. Is there any penalty that could occur without that show going away? Because that doesn't help the individual. Roseanne leaving doesn't help entertainment. Charlie Rose leaving doesn't help the national conversation. It's their personal lives. I don't get. I don't know. Is there any other way to handle it? Probably not. Well, yeah. Sure, of course. It depends on the culture, the mores of the culture. How much apology and statement that I made a terrible mistake, it's something I shouldn't have done, I will never do it again, you shouldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. How much is enough? That very Can we just make sure they never society get... Society and moment-to-moment in a society. Could they? Or could we come up with a standard? They each have to write a check for a million dollars, but they can... <laughs> to, to something. But they can continue to do their show. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. Well, like, I feel like I'm being punished, and I didn't do anything. <laughs> You're the victim here, not the women uh, Charlie well, the, Rose the, showed his penis The country's to. being punished by not having either a funny sitcom or an enlightening news talk show. What good does that do women who got touched or, or black people? 
That demonstrates that it's wildly uh, unacceptable. That's what I'm just saying. Is there a different way to do that? They never get a good table at a restaurant again. I don't know. Is there a way to punish them without punishing them? Without punishing us. I don't feel like I'm in a vacuum of entertainment with Roseanne being gone, though. But she also didn't speak to a particular underserved segment of the population in terms of entertainment. No, that's not as good an example. But I'm looking. Mark Halperin is trying to make a comeback, apparently. One of my favorite political analysts. Him not commenting on the news is not helping the rest of the country. He was a sexual harasser? He made college girls sit on his erections. Oh, boy. Now I remember. (laughs) He'd say, come here and sit on my lap, and he'd... Thank you for that brief and <laughs> colorful uh, reminder, Jack. Well, I didn't want to dance around it. Well, no! I did his erection or the topic? <laughs> anyway. Oh, like some sort of native tribe dancing around Mark Halperin's erection. It is an erection. It is our god. Just just, just to throw it uh, as a hypothetical going yes. to the extreme. What if all our most talented people are either touching somebody or making racial tweets? Do we just miss out on all this? I guess. Then we get entertained by our second most talented people. <laughs> We get entertained by somebody who doesn't make college girls sit on their their their, their boner. Well, I, I see what you're saying, and the answer is yes. There's no Wait other way. six months, and societal standards will probably change in one direction or another. Mm. This is all made up as we go along. Right now, uh, there is a perception by these companies that the only atonement is complete uh, severing of the relationship. And the the traditional gateways of these people having their voices heard are no longer a thing. Like, Charlie Rose could start up his own website and just have people over to his house and do interviews and put those out on YouTube or or whatever streaming service. Like, he could do that. They just don't have the traditional three-letter networks to back them. Well, even more important than that, to build on Sean's point, is that there are enough avenues available that if enough people agreed with you guests, cameramen, etc. It would happen, just the, the the free market. I think the free market functions pretty well in terms of I want to hear this person. Nah, I think people I think people overreact to the free market. I think they should try it more often. What do you mean? I'm not sure I follow you. Keep the show around. Oh. Keep the person around. I think they overreact to the fears of advertisers and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I think a lot of this stuff would blow over. Activists try to damage the network as right. opposed to so many people find it objectionable, they no longer tune in, and it goes away. I see what you're saying. A lot of Nazi talk on the cable news channels oh, coming boy. up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.